What's up, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 35 of the Arizona Movie Club. If it's your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. I am the host of Arizona Movie Club. My name's Tyler, and joining me is my semi-newly minted co-host, Romeo. What's going on, Romeo? What's up, everyone? And just in case you are new for the uninitiated, we are a movie podcast where the intent is to talk about new movies and COVID happened. Now we're talking about old-ish movies. We did just review American Pickle on the last episode. So if you haven't checked that out, please go check it out. We appreciate you clicking on the link, but go check out a little American Pickle. But really stay for the Lovecraft Country, because that is going to be kind of an ongoing review going forward. Spoiler alert, we like it. Go listen to our thoughts on that. And guess what? We also have new movies coming out. It's back just a little bit. Don't worry. We're going to be safe. I intend to go to a drive-in movie theater, which we are luckily we are lucky enough to have semi-close to our home. We're going to go see... So New Mutants comes out August 28th. The following Tuesday, because I'm thinking about rearranging our schedule, we're recording Monday nights. This is kind of an aberration where we're recording right now because uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. But Monday nights is, is a rock-solid date for us. So if Tuesdays and Fridays, if you want to get the relevant content to a movie that just came out Friday sooner rather than later, let me know. Or is Wednesday, Saturday fine? We're still working some of the kinks out as far as scheduling. Plus, this is the first time we've had new movies out in like, forever. It's what it feels like. It's been six months, but it feels like two years, as I'm sure that that's an unoriginal joke. I'm not trying to make a COVID joke here. It's just stating facts at this point. Uh, but we're still talking about an older movie today. If you have an HBO Max subscription, you can go watch that. We're not sponsored by anything, although HBO Max, I don't care for your app, but let me know. I'll, I'll sponsor We just need money. Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> We're talking about Blade 2 today. Yeah. But before we get into that, if you have suggestions moving forward for the older movies, uh, new movies, if there's a new movie out, we're reviewing it, period. But we're still going to be reviewing uh, an older movie every week as well. Um, along with bullshitting and our continuous uh, review of Lovecraft Country. Because yep. Romeo is less of a strict, ardent movie critic-esque like me and Andy were. So we gotta, we got to roll with the punches. Uh, Andy was our former co-host. If you like tuned in a long time ago and now you're back, thanks for coming back. Andy's not here. I know that might be a little weird. You didn't click on the wrong podcast. Though. I promise it's the same thing. <laughs> so we're more... We were semi-pro before, and now we're just... Pick up, we're pick up ball on the, you know, free balling in the wind. Yeah, <laughs> we're just a couple of dudes you're playing a pickup game with at the park now. We're not the semi pro. I'm not the drunk guy who keeps falling but shooting. We're not. We're not the. We're not the Minnesota Blue Jackets. You know, like me and Andy were. We're just like maybe one day we'll be the Timberwolves. No, <laughs> now we're just. There's no pretense. We're just like five guys playing you in the park. <laughs> uh, but. Next week, we are going to be reviewing, so this is right before, this will be coming out the Wednesday and Saturday, the Saturday episode will be basically New Mutants, it'll be the 29th, New Mutants is coming the 28th, the following week is when you'll have New Mutants, so next week, sorry, I know timeline-wise, it's getting a little weird, we will be having, we're finishing the Blade Trilogy here, the worst of the three, supposedly, Blade Trinity, Yeah. and then we're also reviewing the little, surprisingly enough, Romeo's down for a little indie well-reviewed movie that we saw a trailer we liked for called She Dies Tomorrow. Looked really good. It does. Go watch the trailer. It's like four bucks. We're excited. And then we'll also have 
Just some quick thoughts on uh, Lovecraft Country episode two. A lot, hopefully, a lot quicker. We we last time we we had to explain a lot of it, so it went on a little a little while. a little while. Yeah. But um, and if you have any feedback, any suggestions, if you just want to talk to us, you like us. We're dying, we're starving for interaction here. Or Andy said maybe that's not the move. Maybe we should pretend like we've got we're a club where we just pretend like everyone's reaching out to us. I don't know what's what's the way to go here. But we have a email address, uh, azmovieclub at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can search Arizona AZ Movie Club on any of those, and we will come up. We're pretty active on Instagram, especially. Uh, and also we have a little a little social media exclusive one minute clip uh, where we talk about we, we it's just some not safe for work jokes. It's a pre-show that are jokes. I think it's just like riffing. Yeah, it's almost yeah. It's not like intended jokes. Yeah, it's just like funny com uh, content. Our producer Misha was recording. We don't normally do a pre-show. Well, we do, but we just bullshit and we don't record it. Our producer, who's not here today, Misha. She just caught us, me and Romeo, doing it without us even knowing we were being recorded. And that was fun. And so now that's a social media exclusive. If you want to hear it, got to go follow us on one of those. Actually, it's not up on Twitter. I promise I'll get that up there soon. Um, and if you think you'd prefer to listen to us on YouTube, let us know. That's something we're working on. But um, if more people think – if that's more their preferred platform, by all means, let us know. Also, if you guys uh, want to help us out in getting more equipment – DM us or email us. Uh, I'll send you my cash app. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, if you guys are willing, uh, we're here. Let us know if you guys want us to start a Patreon for extra content uh, that we could release to you guys. Because we would be more We would be more motivated if we had financial incentive to do this. It's it's out of the freedom and the love of our heart, uh, and we're just honing our craft. We're trying to get better and better. And it is a weird thing where I felt like I was more into a groove with how episodes went with me and Andy. And I mean, I have no problem. I can podcast till my eyes bleed, but it like getting into a groove with you with a new co-host is different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's like building eyes. that chemistry. Yeah. And I think once we're on schedule every single week and we've got an idea of what we're doing, we'll probably get more and more into the flow of things. Mm -hmm. um, and if you'd like to hear our thoughts and opinions on basketball, by all means, uh, let us know. Now, without further ado, We've got a new segment that we technically, it's not new, new, because we debuted it with American Pickle. It's a, a poorly titled segment because we don't really have a name for it. It's our general discussion, off topic, what we're watching, Reddit thread, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. AZBS. AZBS Club. And we're just talking about what we've been watching. We're talking about Lovecraft Country with the American Pickle uh, episode because we thought that might be light on content without it. Um, so we're saving Romeo, who... Right after watching Lovecraft Country, thought, what garbage does HBO Max have? <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what happened. And garbage he found, but he's here to defend his take that it is not garbage. Romeo, tell the people, what did you watch on whatever Tuesday, Wednesday night, whatever that was? A little uh, spicy take here. Um, I rewatched Batman v Superman. Was it Dawn of Justice? Yes, yes, that is Dawn of Justice. And... Not that bad. Uh, Greg Miller has <laughs> entered the studio. He has entered the chat, and he's here to take your side. But I don't care. I'm not having it. The internet can get mad at me. Next, you're going to be saying, release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't need the longer one. But it's just totally different. 
Oh, is it really? Yeah, so apparently there was a ton of unused footage, but now supposedly there's not even that much footage because he's refilming a lot of the CGI and stuff. But it's going to essentially be a very different movie for Justice League. That's fine. We'll review it 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, could, I think I'm starting to like the DC ones now. Oh my as god! Soon as, as soon as you stop comparing them to Marvel... I'm just comparing them to good films... Period. Like it's not. No, it's like it's like Fast and Furious. Like just no, 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 no. Stop thinking. Have fun. They're not fun. That's the problem. They were fun. You weren't watching. That's it. I was a hundred percent watching. When was the last time you watched it? In theaters when it was awful. Exactly. Rewatch it. I no. I'm not rewatching a movie I fucking hated unless I'm doing it for content. The only bad part that was still pretty fucking bad was the whole Martha thing. Do, my, my issue with Batman vs. Superman, without re, without watching it now to go like, okay, this is a more specific taste, but broadly speaking, is it is terribly paced. There's the edits, the cuts, where we move from one scene to another scene are not, are not great by any means. That would all be okay if the dialogue is garbage. The dialogue is so piss poor, it's insane. It is like fucking action figures speaking direct like one-liners that you cherry-pick from a comic book. It doesn't feel like real human beings having a conversation. Now, this well, was Superman fixed. is not a real human being. This was, this was fixed in Wonder Woman and in Shazam, where they learned how people talk and put it on screen. But Zack Snyder, all he wants to do is make cool-looking scenes to him where action figures clash. And it's like, dialogue is just a roadblock for him. So what's the dumbest, easiest shit I can put in between that? And it is fucking infuriating if you care about a story in any sense. If you just care about what you're seeing being anything other than visual diarrhea on the screen. I get what you're saying. And you're not wrong in most of it. The difference this time and rewatching it versus the time when I first watched it was that First time I got thrown into a dumpster. You see? Uh huh. The second time I willingly got in the dumpster and I wasn't surprised that time when I saw trash. I was like, yeah, this is a dumpster. Trash belongs here. Which made it so much easier to enjoy. I don't even know how this is an argument. It's like, <laughs> what are you defending here? That it's trash? Like, what is the take? Because you're you're I'm agreeing it's trash. I had fun. It was a good experience the second time around. It was it wasn't as bad as I remember. To me, for trash to be enjoyable, it has to be self-aware. And Zack Snyder has zero. Even his most ardent defenders, the only defense to me was so yours at least makes some sense and that you know it's bad. But a lot of people have this take that it's good, and I kind of believe them because they think that. They don't understand or oh, comprehend I'm what not, makes a good movie. Yeah, no, I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, no, the writing was great and, yeah. and the editing was all this and that. And No, I'm saying the first time you expect a really good movie so, and you're just disappointed. The second time watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, it was bad, but I had fun. So my question when, when people have these takes is like, what makes a bad film actually bad to you then? Because the way you're phrasing it now, it sounds like, the only thing that can actually make a movie bad for you is expectations. Um, coming from my experiences, you know my takes about movies and others. Obviously, yeah. it's expectations is what ruins a movie for me. So there's not a truly bad film in existence for you as long as you know a movie is terrible. So it would be it would be expectation uh, expectations first, and then second would be pacing. 
So like if if I have to sit and look at my phone and be like, how much time is this? Like that's like that's a bad movie. But that's Batman v Superman to a T. Yeah, but I looked at the two hours and I was like, I'm in here, baby. I think it's two and a half, right? Nah, I think it was two. Because I think it's two. I think it's like two and twenty. And we can I can pull this up. Maybe plus credits. Well, I mean, credits are probably. I mean, for superhero movies, they're longer. So seven or eight, maybe. Uh, maybe two ten. Let's so hold on. I'm already on IMDb for Blade Two. We'll get into it in a little bit, but we gotta hatch out this Batman v Superman. So I understand that. I at least un, I at least get your transparency and appreciate your transparency for what makes a movie bad or good. Which to to me, it just seems like bad movies don't exist to you as long as you know they're bad. If I can have a good time watching it, I don't mind. So for me, for a trashy film to be fun. I want what Blade has, which is self-awareness. We know this is dumb, but how do we make the best or the most fun version of a dumb film? That's why even with Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, that was a, I gave that a four. I still was having a good time. Yeah. Um, and see, me and Andy di- disagreed there. I thought Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift was definitely somewhat self-aware. A little too serious for sure. But they definitely know how bad it is in certain areas, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know if they did, but that goes to show for all of it. (laughs) And there's also got to be some kind of humor to trash for me, whereas Batman versus Superman is so serious and so bad that there's nothing. Actually, also, I watched it with my oldest daughter, and she just had a good time, too, so that made me have a better time. I can understand that at least a little. Okay, so you your kid, your oldest kid, watched it with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was watching with me. She loved it. She enjoyed it. it. She was like, we don't get to watch these type of movies at mommy's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got Batman v Superman's IMDb pulled up here. Let's see, uh, what does this bad boy clock in at? But it's not as easy as, okay, no, never mind. 211? Oh, I was right. 230? 232. Wow. With credits, it's probably like 224, 225. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that movie is long, yeah, it and it to me in theaters it felt it like felt three hours, yeah. man. Yeah, it felt long. Highlight of that film is probably Wonder Woman. I, this yeah. isn't a smoke show thing for me. I just thought her performance felt the most like a real person acting. Well, I definitely have the smoke alarm going off, but also <laughs> she is a great actor. I just wanted I wanted Eisenberg's Luther to be be good so bad. Like I thought it'd be good. I wanted it to pay off, and instead it was just bad. I was waiting for him to come out with, like, a kryptonite mech suit or something. I al- the first time I watched it. I also wasn't mad at Eisenberg. Like, cash the check. It's not his job to... Sometimes you just Survivor. don't have the range to do something that... I think he did as good as he could have. I think, in theory, there's a version that exists that's possibly better. But if he didn't have the chops to do that, that's not his fault. Also, he's looking. That that was supposed to. Be, it's supposed to be a universe. So he's thinking. Also, you know, like, I Zach's Marvel money. Because Zack Snyder absolutely had. Well, maybe they didn't have him audition. But in theory, he's supposed to audition for that. And I see five minutes of that test footage, and I go, "Nope, that's not what I what I wanted." Let's. Uh, great job, Jesse. And again, I love Jesse Eisenberg as an actor. He's fantastic. But I think they also wrote him wrong and gave him the wrong direction because he should have been. Jesse Eisenberg and the social network. That would have been best case scenario. It's just like cold and menacing. Yeah, not as not as like over the top and yeah, zany. Because yeah. Lex Luthor is just he's a quiet guy, he's really smart. He's always plotting the next move. 
Um, and that just wasn't what portrayed. And if you're going to do that for Lex, why not cast someone that's over the top naturally and make that just who Luther is? I think we all would have went there. Instead, you took a subtle actor for a subtle character and took cranked it to 10. That just doesn't... What are you thinking that like a Jim Carrey? He, I mean, he was the Riddler before in yeah. uh, Joel Schumacher's yeah. Batman... Was that Return? No, that's not Returns. Uh, no. Forever. Yeah. Batman Forever. Uh, Carrey, maybe. Who I'm trying to think of like even a comedian who hasn't had a serious turn like that necessarily. I can't even. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would make be Dave there. Chappelle Lex Luthor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was a joke, obviously. But I'm just saying, do something unconventional like that. I don't think that was that kind of role was ever meant for for Eisenberg. If you're going to do something weird, you would, traditional Luther, I thought it would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But enough about. I mean, unless you have. Wait, I'm pretty much done. I don't know if we're gonna ever do a real episode. So you want to just give us your your score? What you would rescore it? Uh, maybe six four. That still feels high if you're gonna give American Pickle a five eight. But all right. Yeah, but like the second time around. Yeah. So like the first time, I would have gave it like a three or four. Yeah, it's probably like a three to me. I <laughs> I'd have to rewatch it to seriously evaluate it. But that's kind of my my thought process. Yeah. So on to better movies for sure. I'd argue, I mean, maybe not bigger in the terms of length. It's only like two hours. Uh, but Blade 2, maybe that's that's why you clicked on the episode. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Starring Wesley Snipes, directed by Guillermo del Toro. You can really tell the difference between this and one. This and one, Blade 1 in terms of direction, I felt. It's not Blade as an art house film. I think Guillermo del Toro, in, released in 2002, it's about four years in the cooker. It wasn't just rushed out. I think it was 01. I thought it was three years, but 02. That, that makes sense. I did not see this movie in theaters. I I've just recently saw it. That's generally the rules for this podcast, if you are new, is that the intention was we see a new movie every week, and then me and Andy, it, the older movie we discussed, one of us has to have never seen it. It just, we're kind of keeping those rules, I guess. Yeah. Because um, you've seen Blade 2, and I've never seen Blade 2. Yeah. Have you watched? Had you watched this one as much as you had seen one? Because you talked about how much you had seen one as a, as a kid. I think I've seen them the same amount. Okay. Yeah, I watched. Yeah. The, Were um, your memories that this one was better or worse than Blade One? Um, my memories were Blade One. Okay. As an adult now. As an though, adult, you realize you were Blade very two. definitely yeah. wrong. Yeah. Blade Two. Uh, two. We're not gonna get into the plot too much. Um, if you're asking for plot beats about Blade Two. I don't know what to tell you. Don't. <laughs> just, how did you feel generally before we get, are you reading your notes or what are you doing there? Yeah, I was just scanning him. Sorry. No, you're good. I was like, is he, this motherfucker reading a text message in the no, middle no, of this no. podcast? I'm, I'm, I'm going over them because it's been a while since we watched it. So I'm like trying, because you know, mine are like real short. Yeah. Then, so I'm like, wait, what was this about? And then I'm like trying to like think about it. Are you just like vibe checking? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a novel here, so... Yeah, you write a novel every time. But this isn't, like... To be fair, these aren't deep, intricate thoughts the way some of Mad Max... These are just, like, funny observations, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this film. It's, I mean, it's not going to be, like, a 10 or anything. I thought it just... My, my short and sweet review is everything that worked for Blade 1, take that, m make it a little more intense, more legit... Like, the production value... Was definitely up. Yeah. Whether that's the budget going up or Guillermo de Porto coming on, it's probably like a little bit of both. 
I'd say more Guillermo. Yeah, and Guillermo took everything he liked about Blade One. It seemed like, and I'm sure, and obviously he, I don't think he wrote, he didn't write the script. I imagine yeah. as a screenwriter, but he, I'm sure he gave notes for the screenwriting process and really just took all the parts that he liked, and everything's just cranked up to ten to me. It's just a more extreme version. It's a less boring. There's a lot less filler in this one than two. I, I or than this one in, instead of one, in my opinion. They don't have to set up the universe in this one. You know, it's already set. Everyone knows the rules. Kind of, but I mean, they bring back Whistler in like thirty seconds. The rules are there are no rules, dude. Like, <laughs> I think fucking Blade, bro. Would we not have gathered that within like a two minute video the way this one explains shit in the first one? You could have, but how far were they apart from like release? Four um, years. That's what I was just saying. That's a that's a pretty hefty time in that era, I would think. Yeah, that's why I, I thought it was like at least three years, or maybe even two years. I thought it was more rushed than it was, but no, not. I was thinking like safe. Honestly, I think they're all four years apart. I think Trinity came out in '06, although maybe it was '05. Maybe that one was a little more rushed. It. Yeah, it's just better. It's just there's a lot more action. There's still the funniest part about the similarities is that there's still a weird semi-female love interest, but it's definitely not a love interest. Yeah, like with Blade, I feel like it's like a love interest, but he's like, but I got shit to do. You know yeah, <laughs> and this one's like they're so when we talked about Blade One, I posed the question. I almost wonder if they filmed it but cut out that arc. It, I think we got our answer here, which was that wasn't the case. No. They just like weird semi-love interests. Yeah, because they want to show you that he's still caring and endearing, I feel. You know, like yeah. they, they want to show you that side of him. The but human then they side. also want to show you, but I'm here for, like, I'm, I'm here to fuck shit up, you know? I wonder if they have to do it because Wesley Snipes is so robotic. Not even in like a bad Kawhi. way, but he's, yeah. <laughs> the Kawhi the of Kawhi actors, yeah. yeah. Do you want to read your notes first, or would you like me to read? Because I, I think you've got a general feeling similar to mine, which is just, this is Blade 1, but better. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. We, yeah. we can touch on the quick fact of um, more, he's still hunting down vampires, but they're like, they're <laughs> souped up vampires this time around, and we get that right off the bat. Oh, there's just, this is what you do. You escalate it. There's a double twist because, oh, the vampires are helping out. But actually, they're the ones that are behind it all, all along. One of my notes was just, don't ever trust vampires, yeah. with an exception that I'll touch on later. And, yeah, it's just that. It's an uneasy alliance, so Blade has to work with the vampires. I think Dermoto Toro doesn't try and make this ORT. It's just, it's fun trash, but it's high octane. It's very, just, hey, how do we make stuff cool? Oh, well, Blade has to work with the vampires, but they're secretly behind it all along. It's just dumb shit like yeah. that. But it's, it's fun. It's action-y. It's well-directed. Pretty well-acted. It's funny. It's a good cast. Yeah. It has really... I was going to say, I, it's got a lot of the Guillermo del Toro guys that I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, this I'm is... I'm super Guillermo. I'm sure this is where they really... Uh, where he realized he wanted to work with Pearlman for Hellboy. Or I wonder if they were friends before that. I don't know enough about their relationship. Yeah. That'd be interesting to note. Um... Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I really like Ron Perlman in this. Um, <laughs> I like Ron Perlman, though. I, I enjoy Perlman. I've never, I'm not a Sons of Anarchy guy, but I like Perlman. I'm not a Sons of Anarchy, but I saw Hellboy when I was a kid. I did? 
as a kid, and I only watched it once, and I thought it was alright. It was weird, because, I mean, I was a kid, and so it's not, it's not your Marvel films, for sure, from what I remember, and I've also seen Shape of Water. Haven't seen Hellboy 2, though. I've seen Hellboy 2. Have you seen the new Hellboy? It's terrible, and yes, I saw it in theaters. I don't remember it at all, other than the wrestling match. Oh, in the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I remember from that movie, is that wrestling match. You're good in not remembering much more. I might run through it again, dude, now that I think about it. I like Hellboy. I like, I think the character is a fun and interesting character. That movie is bad. I just like those type of universes. Like, it, And I thought, what's his name from Stranger Things? Damn. Uh, David Harbour. Yeah. I thought he was fine. I don't think any of it was his fault. I really like the uh, the like sidekick character from um, she's from American Honey. I was glad that she was getting some some major work. So it was like, oh yeah, an actress. Like I wanted the movie to be good. This was not. I went and saw it knowing it had trash reviews and the hope that there was some glimmer of this is still really fun. No, it's bad, guys. It's <laughs> terrible. So it. Would you like me to run through my Blade 2 notes, or was you're staring at yours? So yeah, yeah, I'll go first, just because okay. mine are short and sweet. Um, okay, ready. So, well, let's go. I'm looking at mine, too, just to see if we have any similar ones. Okay, so, in the beginning, right, when they're, like, when Blade's in the warehouse chasing those guys, uh-huh. the, and the uh, the bosses are like, Blade's here, stop him! Mm-hmm. And then they just keep running. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was like, ah. like if I was again, if I was one of the henchmen, that's you, hundred percent. I'd be well. I would be sitting there watching the boss go. The daywalker's here. Get him! And he runs away, and I go, fuck that! If you're not gonna make a stand with us, like I'm out too, bro. Like that was have called out today. I feel like I wouldn't even, even if my boss is going towards him, I'm running. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can get a new job. You okay. can't get a new wife. <laughs> Apparently, if you buy you. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it had way better CG in this one. Early on, it seemed like it was very similar. It almost was like you could tell there was a I moment. Think, I think you forget how bad the first one was. No, they, when he's killing people in the very beginning. The way they disintegrate? It's very similar to the okay. first movie. Okay, I see. Similar. I'm not saying yeah. they're the exact they're like same. like the opening scene to opening scene. Yeah, yeah. correct. I see what you're saying. Um, next one is uh, Whistler's a Raver. He had his shiny uh, leather gold pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I have a note about the on. leather pants. Yeah, he kept them on for a while too. Did he? Yeah, I I didn't notice that. So they took them from the tube, and then and then he was in them until he got cured, basically. Yeah. Shout out to Norman Reedus. Okay. Uh, I, as you know, because we watched this movie together, I have plenty of thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought the goggles that were like blinking and like. Closing and opening on the ninja people. Oh, yeah. Really cool. I, I, I really like that. Splinter Cell-esque. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a really cool touch. Uh, right here, I got um, the fucking smoke alarm going off <laughs> for the ninja girl. What was her name? The daughter? Yeah. I don't know. Like Lisa or something like that. Oh, hold on. I've got, I've got, I'll tell you, but you can keep with your notes. Um, also, Voldemort was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, a big shocker to me. Nisa. Nisa. Close. Close. Nisa. I, I was close. Um, you know what I think of when I hear of Nisa? What? Nisa Jaja Binks. 
Oh, I noticed that Blake's jacket had a, a uh, what is it called? A sheath? A sword sheath? A sword sheath, yeah. Sheath? Yeah, it totally just like went inside his jacket. I did notice that before you, you said something about it, but I just didn't think much of it. But then the more you pointed out, I was like, oh, yeah, that is weird. weird. <laughs> um, um, yeah, why not just have the outer thing like he did in the previous yeah, movie? Yeah, like, I was like, it's weird as fuck. Like, why do you have to conceal it? So I thought, this is this wasn't in my notes, but I'm just thinking. His uh, wardrobe was way worse in this one, though. I thought he looked way cooler in the first one. Yes and no. I thought the wardrobe was kind of less cool, but he looked less bulky and blocky. Like, you saw that movie poster. He looks almost like a video game character. That was, that was all CG, bro. That wasn't you think so? Movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. That was like for a video game or something. Um, that was a real movie poster. <laughs> I also put Ron Perlman such a badass as he is. <laughs> I, you're you're in my notes contrasting that sense, kind of. Okay. Not not that and not anti Ron Perlman, but no, 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 uh, no we'll I get there when we get there. Pussy at that one. <laughs> but uh, let's or see. Or a naked mole rat. <laughs> uh, I put Chupa. You're not that big. Stop walking like that. Who? Chupa. Uh, the guy that was right next to Ron Perlman the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah he yeah. just always had his arms all the way out. Like, his chest was so big. <laughs> and I was like, bro, chill, dude. Like, I'm probably bigger than you. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Stop, <laughs> you have a gun. And nobody else has one. Like, you get it. I really liked it when they said, suck puppy's nut juice. <laughs> did you not catch that? I don't think I did. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, all right. That suck puppy's nut juice all over me, or something like that. Maybe I did. I I'd have to go through my notes. I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. That quote. Oh, I was also um, wondering. So the light just travels through the tunnels like fire. Yeah, we have a similar note on that. That's not how light works. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's almost exactly. That's not how I think. I put that's not how UV light works. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. But that does apply to all light, yes. Oh, and then also I put uh, Fortress 101, which everyone knows this. Number one, don't put human-sized vents in. Because <laughs> that's how they get in every time. Probably it's just going to have tiny, like, a rat vent. <laughs> <laughs> just don't put it. There's don't a million it. of them to make up yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Tiny, but but humans can't sneak in. Um, you plan on being a supervillain at some point? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> when Whistler uh, shot all the uh, embryos, yeah, remember that scene. Oh yeah, uh, I we, just wrote down talk about an abortion. <laughs> we had similar thoughts on this one too. Yeah. <laughs> and I also put a uh, shout out to all the wrestling moves they used in this one. There was a lot of wrestling. Moves. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit yeah, when we were watching yeah. the movie as well. Yeah, I really appreciated that, Brian. <laughs> Um, and that's going to wrap up for me. All right. Yours were definitely short and sweet. But, but we talked about them a little bit. We don't have to necessarily talk about all mine. There are some, and some of them overlap, as we discussed. Well, I feel like also your notes explain themselves. Yeah, a little like bit. If I just said suck puppies nut juice. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put, uh, the bad guys feel more palpably ominous and evil just early on. Uh, the action still feels 90s sequel, but the production and direction do feel noticeably better because of Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. The camera just felt tighter. Like there were just shots where it felt like it, the way it cut, you just 
you felt more intrinsically close up and tied to the action. Um, the CGI is still bad, is what I put. Weird, they just give away the Whistler thing right away in the intro, and why is Whistler in pleather pants? I also thought maybe the Whistler thing was going to be that, like, I don't know if you're making him as a big bad. It just felt weird to, like, make him seem like he's a big bad guy and you're hunting him down, but then he's, like, helpless in a dupe. It just felt a little weird to give it away so early. Um, especially, why give it in the intro if Blade's going to immediately do it? and go save him, why not just, we're seeing Blade fight vampires, he's clearly after something, he says he's after something, and then the surprise is that Whistler's alive. Yeah, if he was just like, where is he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that just would have made more sense. So, I don't know, um, why is Whistler in pleather pants? Nice. <laughs> uh, Norman Reedus playing Jesse Pinkman, LOL, <laughs> and you know yeah, I refer yeah, to him yeah. as, as, uh, what I, as Norman Pinkman, yeah. Yeah, Norman Pinkman. And then he put, how long was I gone? Oh, no, Scud Pinkman. <laughs> right? No, I said Norman Pinkman, oh, but okay. his name was Scud. And then the when Whistler goes, how long was I gone? And then Blade puts on his glasses, too long. <laughs> that was so dope, dude. One liners are fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then still bad sound effects. There were yeah, a lot of bad. <laughs> it was still Power Ranger-ass sound effects. Yeah. Uh, just the Powerpuff Girls on in the TV in the background. Shout out. And so this answered itself a little bit, but I and then it explains itself even more after the fact. But I put, do the bad guys have some sort of moral code that they won't shoot Redis if he puts his hands up? So A, we find out they're not there to kill anyone, and then B, we find out the double twist that he's been working with them all along. Oh, that was the note you were talking about. You were like, I have one. You, you told me you rip, wrote one down at the beginning-ish, mm -hmm. and then you were like, by the end, it solved itself. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I kind of like Norman Pinkman. <laughs> I, I dug him just playing a role that felt often weird for Norman Reedus. Why do vampires prefer living in old-to-shit-looking buildings-slash-quarters? Like, why do we not see them in modern art architecture or just a condo, you Those know? the shining ones. The, like, up in Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess in, in Twilight, I haven't seen all of them, but like I think I've seen one of them, or I have seen one of them, and legit, they live in those townhome with the looking nice condos yeah, that were built yeah. in like 08 with the giant windows and shit. Yeah. But yeah, in this one, they're living in like decrepit 40s and 30s shit. As one if, of them lives in a castle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> oh, Kmart Ludacris as a vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Del Toro definitely built more elaborate sets for this one. Yeah, he definitely did. Just like even Blade's hideout, it felt like a lot of stuff was real. Just like he just got random stuff and put it in the background. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, how do Eastern Europeans feel about how we portray them constantly on film? Do they hate these stereotypes? We just I guess we totally just shit on Eastern Europeans this this week with the um with American pickle. And then this. Yeah. yeah, just we the we just, you know, basically make I mean, all of this. Shit on them, but yeah, but yeah, like constantly American stereotypes in movies that Eastern Europeans are bad guys. Yeah. It's the worst place ever to live. And the only way you're a good person there is if you want to come to America. And I don't, maybe. Or if you're a hot chick. If we have Eastern Europeans listening to the podcast, I mean, shout out to the uh, new Indian and French followers here. Yeah. But, like, by all means, comment on that. Because to me, it just seems like. We, we have miserable as fuck places to live in America, and we don't portray them always as that way. So why is... 
I think we do. Well, some movies do. <laughs> I'm saying as a general, like, every single action movie portrays Eastern European people as, like, bad guys or just poor, dumb people that live in the world's worst places on Earth. I feel like they like it, though. We don't know. I feel like I I've never... Know. I don't yeah. And they probably don't have internet. I'm so just posing the question here. Uh, no, I feel like those type of guys, like, gritty, like, Eastern European guys are like, oh, fuck yeah, like... What? But, you, again, you're buying that stereotype with gritty, like... I'm Eastern, saying, I mean... Have you seen gritty Eastern European guys? Yes, I have. In real life? Yeah, I actually have. No no troll. I okay, have. okay. And they just, like, they like being associated with grittiness, essentially. But um, what percentage I'm of the not population saying, I'm they not saying all of them are. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, but the ones that are gritty and, and shit... They, they, well, but yeah, that's like how. How is that any different than dumb Americans who love the dumb American stereotype? He's hell crazy. <laughs> uh, next up, where does Blade get the money money to fund everything? He steals. Remember in the first movie where he was stealing, and then they were like, "You're stealing," and he was like, "How do you think we fund this organization?" I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, he steals. Well, that's my bad. Like, like, from the vampires, after they die, he rummages, he rummages through the ashes and, like, gets the, like, Rolexes. Oh, oh, I did not see that. Yeah. That's funny. I put, I'm here for Blade making Ron Perlman his bitch. Yeah, that was pretty badass when they fought. And just the way he, he put the, like, little device on his head yeah. and everything. And also when, when Ron Perlman was, like, aiming his gun at him. And, and he's fought. like. And, yeah, and, and he's, he's got it already, like, like pointing his gun at him under his hip. Uh, I put Whistler posted on the roof was the original American sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not endorsing that movie in any way. That was purely a joke, but it was funny seeing Whistler posted. <laughs> and he's American. He's sniping, and he's in Eastern Europe. He's Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, Blade Two sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Was it? I didn't see any. Oh, I uh, saw. Yeah, I it saw. was Blade product I placement saw in the in the van. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not saying it was genuinely sponsored, but I'm sure they got money for that. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, free donuts. Yeah, which I would accept. Craft services provided by Christian. <laughs> yeah. uh, Guillermo del Toro definitely tries to play some parts as borderline horror, which I thought was cool. Like there are moments when they're all split up individually, where that combined with the fact that you have like this alpha predator enemy, they play. He played it as horror the way he was directing it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking about the sewer scene, right? Yeah, like that mixed with them in the rape, like when they're all solo and so oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. quiet. Oh, parts. that's who, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that Norman Reedus or Norman Pinkman, as I refer to him, is like basically, it feels zombie esque the way yeah. they're like crowding his yeah. van and everything. Um, kind of impressive how quickly he flips the switch for to high octane action, how it went from like all of them on defense, like scared and nervous, to like he flips that switch and everything just goes yeah, fucking bad like, oh, shit. Yeah, stuff. and then everything goes, like, everybody's fighting. That's cool. Uh, literal alien vampires, face huggers and all. <laughs> I was thinking uh, uh, Halo Elites. Yeah. Uh, their, their mandibles open like that, too. Like well, Predator-esque. Th and then that was my next one. Or, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I was thinking, like, a literally alien meets Predator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Technically, the new vampires are Predator and aliens mixed. <laughs> oh, well... Between that body horror and this one, for sure, there wasn't as much of it, but there was definitely some gross out moments with like, club? yeah, or yeah. even oh, I think what spurned that was when it shoots or stabs him with the things that Norman Pinkman comes up with, and you see like the stuff crawling through his skull. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, well, that was like in the first one when he when he uh, tagged people with the serum, the new serum. That's yeah. Oh, that one had body horror for sure. Like, 
bottling. This one had less of that, but still some of it. Well, it still had those club scenes where, like, they have their skin peeled off. Oh, and that was also prompted yeah. it, yeah. God, that was disgusting. And they're just, yeah, like, was, going through their yeah, insides. Yeah. Um, and I put Guillermo del Toro understands when they blade one cool and really just does up the ante in almost every conceivable way. Followed by UV light does not travel like that. Never trust vampires unless they're hot because the daughter is clearly cool. LOL. She's a smoke, dude. <laughs> yeah, get rid of those weird eyebrows they gave her. And she's those tattooed eye, those tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> also, how? Oh, I I think you have it in the notes. Never mind. How did Whistler shoot through those small ass holes in the floor so perfectly when oh. he saves Blade? We see the grate, and you have a bunch of small, like quarter sized holes, maybe slightly bigger. Which that's fine. You could maybe get one shot off. But he basically, from the way the camera portrays it, it's like he six like just a whole round and just yeah. emptied perfectly into this guy from like down where you're in a sewer or like a vent. Just it doesn't make sense. How do you think Whistler made it that far, dude? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I get it. It's a movie. I'm not gonna ding it for that, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, are these super vampires what the show The Strain was based off of? I never saw The Strain. But the, so the dad vampire, the main one, yeah. granddaddy vampire, yeah. whatever you want to call him, he looked very similar to the bad guy in the strain, and I believe Guillermo del Toro did the strain, and like so they have like this Harry Potter, the this allegiance of super vampires. Like the show's setup was cool. I didn't stick with the show past like season one, but essentially the apocalypse happens. But instead of like um, it, it instead of it being zombies or even directly vampires it's portrayed as an outbreak as a pandemic is killing people and we don't know what it is and it turns out to be like a strain that turns people into weird vampires ron the ron perlman key kill was super cool blade just owning his ass and killing him when he slices oh, directly yeah, through yeah, him yeah. uh and the last scene slash kill is dope i just thought him taken out um i forget if that was in reference to the Dad, no, because the dad vampire gets killed by the son. I forgot how he... I, forgot, I forget I how forgot it was, how too, but I remember it being pretty dope. Oh, I think it's when he, like, stabs it through his side oh, and everything. Yeah. Like that, that was whole, the only vulnerability yeah. through the side. Well, they talk about how it's not even necessarily a vulnerability because it's still hard to get through all that. Do they have, like, double rib cages and shit? Yeah, like the, the hearts encased in bone. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. So that was that was one of my notes. Yeah, like, it was mean, cool. I really liked it. Yeah, I think we don't have... I mean, I don't have much more to say. I'm ready to score this for you. Yeah, I'm ready. You go first. So, I said the first one was a 6. That was fun and self-aware, so I gave it a 7. And I feel like this upped itself a full point. It's a 7 that was so much fun and so self-aware, I'm giving it an 8. Damn. What? Nothing. It's, it's... I'm just surprised. That was high. Yeah, I feel like it's literally just... Everything Garamoto Foro gave it an extra point. Yeah. And it's still so much fun that I'm like, yeah. it's, I and know it's a seven, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's so, it does those things that like bad films do that I want it to do to feel fun. So that I'm giving it a bonus point for that. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. What are you going to give it? Uh, you give the first one a 7.8, right? Or 7.9. One of those two? I believe so. Yeah. Um, it was like a seven point something. Uh, I'll go 8.3. Just because you feel. Do you feel like you over you rated Blade One too highly, and now you're forced into a corner where you kind of have to? No, I think I think this one is definitely that. Um, if I could go back, I'd probably down Blade maybe a little down bit. Down the first one, maybe. So like what? Uh, maybe like a high six. Okay. Low seven. 
Yeah. I, I, I feel fine giving yeah. that one a seven. And I think Andy texted me or Andy messaged me on her work chat uh, and let me know that he, he gave it a 5.5, that it didn't hold up the way he thought, which I thought we was funny. Still, because we still take his, his, scores, his scores and yeah. update it. Yeah. Like, we'll ask him if he watches if American he Pickle. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, hey, American Pickle's on HBO. Would you, what would you yeah. give it? Yeah. My guess is it maybe be a little bit higher than, than American ours. Pickle? Yeah, I would Probably. think my Andy guess is, and we've got this on, unless he's like, you're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> 6.8. Is what I think Andy would give it. You know him better than I do. You want to just take a, a fun guess? I'd say 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, four, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. He gives it a 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> 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 uh, so that's that's going to be all from us today, folks. It's a little bit shorter. Not too much. I think we, we were at reasonable. We're at 46 right now. 46, oh, 44. Sure. Yeah, not too bad. I think this is a good, good length. Less off-topic for sure than that. That definitely kind of creates the 20 minutes of bullshit time. <laughs> um, we're in a little bit more of a rush because we got Mavericks clips, baby. Oh, yeah. That's starting in yeah, half hour. Uh, probably like 45, 50, though. It's always 15, 20 minutes late. It's annoying. But it's going to be all from us. So if, if you Actually, like, Lakers won, baby. Oh, Romeo gets to just bragging. Yep. Let, me, let me lock those scores. It. <laughs> all right. There we go. We got 30. But this is 34. Plus, we got the Mad Max special, unnamed. That's 35. Last of Us. In this, and then that's, uh, Last, Last of Us is in its own little container, the video game one. If you'd like to hear more video game reviews, of course, let us know. Uh, we will absolutely do that. If you've got any suggestions, you know where to you know where to email us. It's at azmovieclub at gmail.com. Or you can comment or DM really on any of our posts. Of course, DMs just straight to our message. And... Uh, or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or AZ Movie Club. That's all you got to search, and we will come up. It's me, Romeo, it's my girlfriend, all running the the social media. So make sure that you're directing the hate towards me and Romeo. Um, more specifically, Romeo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can take it. <laughs> and remember that we'll read out your first hate mail. Um, we're going to blur out. Of course. As long as it's not about me. No, we'll we still read it. We'll still read it, but obviously we're not going to say any, any like, Bad words that are not like we're standard curse words, yeah. Apply, but um, no slurs. No slurs or derogatory yeah. things, of course, those will be bleeped out. Um, or just we won't say them, but like, well, you know, we'll say bleep yeah. in that and their way, but after that, that's it. So, you get one shot at hate mail, people. I'm just telling you. And then, of course, if we get to a million listens, you get to give me a tattoo. What's not what incentive more do we need to give you? Would it be things like pre shows? Would it be things like uh, getting to vote in a poll for what movie we want? Would it be merch? Let us know, because we can start a Patreon. We can start a merch page. It's something we're open to maybe when we get a little more traffic. So spread the word. Tell your friends. Maybe like movies or bullshitting. Um, and if you like the side stories, if you like the slightly longer pods, by all means, let us know. And we'll make sure we put out our 10 ones from now on, apparently. Or if you guys would like us to go on different topics. Yeah, if you think just a different pod about it, if you like our opinions... Or you like the side story so much, you just want to pod purely about that. Let us know. You know where to let us know. I just mentioned it. But stay safe out there, guys. Have a good day, night, week, whatever. Mask up, guys.